Welcome to the Pictures of Lily podcast, Vintage Edition. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I have been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. If you've been a listener of this podcast since its start in January of 2020, then you're aware that it is about my experience behind the story, what my experience is doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Beginning with this episode, which also marks the start of our fifth year, we're shifting to the Pictures of Lily podcast Vintage Edition, where I'm sharing my experiences about the specific interviews with the bonus of some sound bites from the artists in those interviews. These interviews will pull from my 30-plus years of archives, many of which are recorded on cassette tapes. Pictures of Lily Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Pictures of Lily podcast, Vintage Edition. This is episode 79. We publish monthly with a new episode posting on the second Wednesday of each month. You can find us on every platform by going to picturesoflily.com, where you can subscribe or follow us and also connect to us on Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, Pandora, and Amazon. Although it's really best to listen to the podcast straight from the source at picturesoflily.com, as it is the highest quality audio and avoids copyright restrictions. This episode is on my very first interview with the Chemical Brothers. Here are a few snapshots of my experience interviewing the Chemical Brothers in 1994. I should start by clarifying that at the time, the Chemical Brothers were still called the Dust Brothers. They had already released their Song to the Siren single and two EPs, 14th Century Sky and My Mercury Mouth, which I was very familiar with and I was a firm fan. I went to London in late summer of 1994 and as soon as I landed, my friends, that is Diesel of Express 2 and Dave Hill, took me to the Albany, a tiny pub where the Dust Brothers would DJ every Sunday night at a party they did called the Heavenly Sunday Social. We called it our church and we were very devout in our attendance. It was genuinely a religious experience and I haven't had a musical experience that compares to it since. I had a flexible airline ticket and every Monday I would change my return to go back a week later so I could have one more night at the Albany. After four weeks straight of Sunday socials, I arranged to interview Tom Rollins and Ed Simons. I felt it was my mission to bring what they were doing in the UK, especially at the Sunday social, back to the States. We did the interview at a pub in Soho called The Ship, which, as far as I know, is still there. I took a picture in front of it in 2019. It was October 3rd of 1994, which was a Monday, not too many hours after we left the Albany. Even though our interview was happening around midday, the ship was noisy and busy. This was the brother's very first interview with an American journalist, and I could be mistaken, but I got the distinct impression that there was a healthy amount of distrust coming from them. I could be wrong, but that's what it felt like on my end. I don't really blame them as they didn't know what kind of reception their music was having in the States or how familiar I was with them. So the interview is a lot of me talking and trying to make them feel at ease and a lot of them giving brief responses. Here's how the interview started. All those extra sounds you hear are the delightful sonics of the ship. How old are you anyway? 24, 23. Okay. Okay, cool. But how long have you so 
Since their DJ sets had made such an impact on me, I was curious to hear what they were planning on playing when they came over to the West Coast, which was happening within the next few months. This is how they set me straight. So what are you going to play when you come to LA? Dinner, live. We play live. Oh, okay. That's when we do anything like proper, we play live. That's what we best at. That's what we do. But I wanted to know more about what they were playing at the Albany so I could name check the tracks in my article. So you want to name some records? Up? Things like that, yeah. Summer, the night. Mm -hmm. From one end to the other. Like Barry White. What's the hip hop y kind of stuff that you play? Because that's stuff that I wouldn't know at all. I really yeah. would know that. It's becoming really, really popular in America to do the house hip hop thing. Yeah. So that was like. That was what we did really, was mix up hip hop and that's house. Mm -hmm. In the middle of that, I guess Ed was tapping his cigarette ash onto the carpet at the ship, and I talked to him about it. They're just throwing ashes on the carpet, then. Yeah, I'm sure this carpet is taken. It can handle it. Then I asked them about the live show they were so committed to. Well, um, what's your live show like? Really exciting, fearsome. Mm -hmm. When it so goes right, you, yeah. we, don't, we don't do anything. We're too busy doing it, yeah. mixing stuff on the stage. We're like, when it goes well, does it always sound the same or does it change? It changes. changes. No, like all hands on experience. It's good. So it might sound completely different than it's what we expect. It's different from the record, yeah. yeah. So like what we do is that like it's one long sequence of all the tracks like mixed up together. It's good. So you might recognise bits, but... Yeah, yeah, it's like... Yeah, you get bits of it. It's really good, like, you know, dropping bits of records and stuff in your like, sample your own. They told me about an odd experience they had when playing in Ireland. No, I was in Ireland, yeah. What playing. happened? Just some girl was just trying to have a conversation with me while I was playing. She was asking me things about what it sounds well and stuff. I'm a bit busy at the moment now. Can't make two things on We talked about their upcoming album, and it sounds like I acknowledged, even back then, that there was going to be a lot of extraneous noise on my tape. You know what's going to happen? All these other sounds are going to be on my tape. And I'm barely going to be able to hear you. So when's the album coming out, you think? January, February. It will? Saturday night. Is it? It might be called Saturday night. How many tracks are you going to have on me? I'm looking at about 14. 14. There's some of them about 30 seconds long. Yeah, right. Is it going to be a continuous thing, like like the Dub Tribe one? Or is it going to be like... together. It's going to be, I don't know, you've still got to work it out, really. We've got all these black bits on tape, but I've got a mile kind of thing. It's going to take a while. These 30-second things, that's usually... just good beats we have. I can confirm that the album came out in July of 1995 and that it was called Exit Planet Dust because by then the name change had happened from Dust Brothers to Chemical Brothers. I went to the Albany one last Sunday after this interview and I haven't been able to replicate the experience since.
Listening back to that interview, which sounds like it could have been part of a time capsule and is my very first conversation with Tom and Ed, I can't believe that 30 years later, we are not only still friends, but quite good friends. It's not just that I have a special spot in my heart for them and the people around them, but I'm also so very proud of everything they've achieved and continue to achieve. As we're recording this podcast, they've been nominated for 15 Grammys and won six. This year, they're nominated again for their album For That Beautiful Feeling, which makes it their eighth album to be acknowledged by the Recording Academy. Seven of those nominations have been for consecutive albums, including their live album, Don't Think. The shift in format for the Pictures of Lily podcast is in huge part because of the push Ed of the Chemical Brothers made for me to include bits of interviews in the episodes. Hence, the Chemical Brothers being the premiere episode for this new format. That's a snapshot of my first interview with the Chemical Brothers, nay, the Dust Brothers. Hope you enjoyed the premiere episode of the vintage edition of the Pictures of Lily podcast. The Chemical Brothers are also the subject of episode three of their original Pictures of Lily podcast, which I recommend checking out as it is a good sibling companion to this one. I will link it in this episode's notes. If you'd like the relatively coherent article that came out of that Chemical Brothers slash Dust Brothers interview, I will be posting it as part of the paid tier of the Pictures of Lily newsletter for founding members. I've already scanned it and it looks pretty cool. The Pictures of Lily newsletter goes out every couple of weeks and you can subscribe to it for free. For my paid subscribers, I am posting bonus newsletters that include print-only interviews from my 32-year archive, including classic ones from the 90s, with The Cure, Oasis, The Verve, Blur, Pulp, and more to come. For founding members, there are additional interviews with Noel Gallagher, Richard Ashcroft, Damon Albarn, Jarvis Cocker, and this one from The Chemical Brothers. I will link the Pictures of Lily newsletter in this podcast if you'd like to subscribe to it for free. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lawrence Schroeder, thanks for listening. And if you have a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so and please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com and from there you can choose your preferred podcast platform or Instagram or SoundCloud or YouTube or Pandora or Amazon. You can also find the playlist for the podcast episodes on Spotify and YouTube. Thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.